This is the podcast, Notable Speeches. Thanks so much for listening. Today, a short radio excerpt from the man who was the undisputed king of talk radio, Rush Limbaugh, who died February 17th after a battle with lung cancer. He was a key figure in American political discourse for more than 30 years. And he was a trailblazer. As fellow talk show host Ben Shapiro wrote in a column published a few days ago by the New York Times, Before Rush Limbaugh, there was virtually no broadcast conservative media. Before Rush, he noted, the left's quasi-monopoly in media had granted it victory in political debate by default. But Rush broke through this monopoly, and he made fans of people who had never before been exposed to conservatism. Ben Shapiro also wrote that conservatives today, in deep and abiding ways, occupy the house that Rush built. A technique Mr. Limbaugh used to great effect on his radio program was what he called illustrating absurdity by being absurd. It was a humorous approach to making a serious point, although it is safe to say that many of his critics never grasped the humor or got the point. Here is Rush Limbaugh from a program that aired in November 1995, talking about illustrating absurdity by being absurd. Redefining the way radio happens. The Excellence in Broadcasting Network and the Limbaugh Institute for Advanced Conservative Studies. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to do something here. to take a total departure from... Uh, the direction the program is taking today, a brief timeout, and we'll return. We got a lot of calls here on the budget and everything else. We'll get right back to them. You people on hold, you stay there, and don't lose your trains of thought. It is, I guess, understandable. You know, there would be those in this audience, new listeners primarily, who sometimes tune in and don't understand what it is they hear here. I have always said to new listeners, give yourself six weeks. You must be able to place everything you hear on this program in context in order to understand it. Because this program combines several things, two primary things, into one presentation that doesn't occur anywhere else. We combine irreverent humor, and included in irreverent humor would be satire and parody, with the serious discussion of issues. Many of you who are regular listeners will remember the day that I opened the program during the 1992 presidential campaign in total frustration, in total resignation, and admitted that I was put out, totally befuddled with the Bush campaign and such as such had no choice but then to endorse Bill Clinton and proceeded to endorse the president. Ten minutes later, I opened the phones. And people were stunned, shocked. Rush, what did you just do? You said that you endorsed Bill Clinton. I said, no, I didn't. You have heard me wrong. I didn't do any such thing. What are you talking about? But I just heard you. You just said the Bush's campaign was worth... You, you said vote for Clinton. I did no such thing. Went to the next call. Same thing. Rush, I got tickets to this Friday's Rush to Excellence tour, and unless you tell me you didn't mean it, I ain't going. Mean what, sir? You said, you said that you endorsed Clinton. I did no such thing. I'm getting tired of this. I'm getting sick and tired of you people not hearing what I say. 
You call here and challenge me on this? I, Rush Limbaugh, endorse Bill Clinton? How can you possibly accuse me of this kind of thing? A guy an hour later finally called up and he had a little tape. Listen to yourself here. I listened to myself endorsing Bill Clinton and continued to deny it. But then I said, look, don't hold me for accountable for things I said when I was younger. That was an hour and a half ago. I was, it was in my youth. And then people started to get it. Because what was Bill Clinton known for? Denying everything he was saying. Clinton would say something. People would challenge him on it. I never said that. It never happened. He continues it to this day. I was at my wit's end trying to get people to listen to this truth about President, well, Governor Clinton. And I thought, explaining it isn't going to do. I'm going to have to illustrate. And thus, the illustration of illustrating absurdity by being absurd. And then people got it and said, hey, Rush, this is brilliant. Now, that's an example of a combination of things. Irreverence, a sense of humor, having fun, and the serious attempt to make a point. And those of you who are regular listeners and go back to the 1992 campaign, which three years ago, will remember it. And you'll remember how crestfallen you were. You'll remember how absolutely empty you felt in your stomach when you heard me endorse Bill Clinton. And then you probably smiled when you heard me deny it. You knew what I was doing. Well, this kind of thing is uh, a staple uh, of, the, uh, of the performance that we do here each day because it's just the way I have fun. It is the way I choose to make a point. Anybody can come in front of a microphone and tell you what they think. People have been doing it for years. And I, by no means, am the first conservative to sit behind a microphone and tell people what I think. But I am the first conservative to so dominate the broadcast medium, and it's because of a whole bunch of factors. And the liberals just can't stand it. Liberals can't deal with it. They have no sense of humor. I make fun of their sacred cows, which nobody's ever done before, and that really irritates them. They don't know when I'm being serious and when I'm not. Because they can't deal with the truth that I enunciate each and every day. I want to give you another example of how these guys, just the other day, you know, after the Million Man March, everybody was talking about how, well, you got to ignore Farrakhan, separate the message from the messenger. Because after all, the real reason they all got together there, that was for the uplifting of black men. It was good. They got together and loved one another, found out that they have a lot in common, go back home, be responsible, self-reliant. It was good. Yeah, but what about Farrakhan and his separatist anti-Semitism and hatred? Ah, ignore it. Separate the man from the message. Oh, okay. A week later, Fidel Castro arrived in New York. And I said on this program, ladies and gentlemen, I, I know people who know Fidel Castro. And they tell me he's a great guy. They've had cigars with him. They've had rum and coffee with him. They've chased women with him. They've gone to ball games. They say he's the greatest guy in the world. They love the guy. Now I know he's plundered a nation. I know he's got 600 political prisoners. I know he's killed people. I know he's shot people point blank range. I know that he's an absolutely despicable human being, but you got to separate the man from the message. Trying to make the point that you can't. People called, I can't believe what you just said. You just said Castro's okay? No, did you listen? I'm trying to say that Farrakhan's not either. You can't look the other way 
selectively. You can't just pick Farrakhan up and say, ignore him, but admire the message. Let's do that with everybody then. Let's do that with Fidel Castro and Saddam Hussein. I'm sure that people love him. Somebody somewhere has to. Somebody loves Charles Manson. Separate the message from the message. Now, these are the kinds of things that we do off the cuff, spontaneously, and on the fly. And if you're hearing it out of context, you don't know how we do things here, you go... We'll be back. You're listening to the EIB Network. The late Rush Limbaugh, an air check from his daily program that aired on November 1st, 1995. Mr. Limbaugh's national radio program debuted in 1988. He made his final appearance on the program in early February of this year, before dying of cancer on February 17th at the age of 70. Thank you for listening to the Notable Speeches podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Parler at Notable Speeches. I'm Joseph Slife.